2: Welcome once again to another stop on the Michelle Mission, two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. I am your host, Vincent Williams, and I am joined as always by my partner. Hey, what's up? This is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble. And as we continue our celebration of women for Women's History Month, on this stop, we will discuss the iconic film. Mm -hmm. Is it fair to say this film is iconic? Mm -hmm. What's Love Got to Do With It from 1993 based on the life of Tina Turner starring Angela Bassett and Lawrence Fishburne. But before we get to that, we
1: have feedback. All right. Each and every one of you who takes the time to like and follow us on Instagram and Twitter as well as in our Facebook group. Uh, me show mission A lot of people responded Vince I don't know uh, if you saw this a lot of people responded to our
2: photo shoot. Yes, thank you.
1: They liked our photo shoot yeah man. thank
2: you. That was pretty pretty it was pretty dope.
1: People, you know they, 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 they like, like pictures of us you know and, and 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 they nobody came at you for not smiling Vince.
2: Yes well, well thank you for that as you, you are not want to do.
1: Uh, Andrew Noel Myrie left us a a note saying that he is enjoying the show. Thank you Andrew. We Thank you Andrew. We appreciate you checking it out. I asked a question on out to the social media if there was a... um, a biopic since we're doing what love got to do with it. Right. Is there a biopic of an RB singer that people are itching to see? Okay. Andrew actually said it's not a 90s singer, but I was just asking my girlfriend if a Prince biopic would be
2: possible. Oh my goodness, gracious.
1: See, here's the thing about a Prince biopic. Anything that is done is going to be compared to purple rain which is not a biopic of a sort but he kind of like yeah it's 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 how he came up yeah you know it goes it goes and to a degree it kind of like shows how his rise of fame it's it's fictionalized but it's a lot of truth there as well and can you do prints in two or even three hours well i think you could do them in two hours I mean, you'd be selective about the music that you play. I mean, there's a lot to there's a lot to his story, but when I think of, okay, let's think about Prince's story. Okay. The controversy is his relationship with his father, right? I mean, that's not the only controversy. No, but I'm just saying, I'm saying saying the story beats of, of Prince's life. Right. So it's the relationship with his father, him coming up in the Minneapolis music scene. Right. Um, of course, you've got to go to like his his breakthrough, right? You know him breaking him becoming a big star. If you're doing his story, his life story, then you've got to go to Purple Rain, and maybe you touch on loosely mm. the.
2: See, I'm already, I'm already like, like you gonna you gonna leapfrog right to Purple Rain
1: from from his music upbringing. I mean, Mm. you, you you show his upbringing through Minneapolis. You show him, you know, making a splash, making it out there. Right. And then I think the next place is Purple Rain.
2: Oh, yeah. I feel like his early negotiations with the record label and saying, I want... I mean, no, no, no. You you could show the negotiation, but I don't think that
1: really plays out until after Purple Rain, and you get into the argument with Warner
2: Brothers, and even that's much later, though.
1: Yeah, but but really, how much in between? The, in between there is him just being a rock star.
2: Oh my God! Okay, I mean, maybe
1: right. you maybe he gets married once or twice, right? You know, you show him with vanity, you show him with um, you know, Apollonia, Apollonia. You know, you you show him on stage and you and you seen him like Easton. high five. She, well, maybe the Sheena Easton. I don't know. I mean, that was a girlfriend. Did right. shena Easton really need to get The mentioned? woman from the Bengals? I don't think she really needs to get ma- right. mentioned. Okay. Um, and then you get into the argument with with Warner Brothers, right, the right. whole changing of the name, right? Uh and then i think if if it's me, the movie ends at the Super Bowl.
2: Mm. I like a prince miniseries.
1: i don't I, I don't think prince i don't think prince warrants a mini
2: series I think you could do a series.
1: are you saying like I a think, new edition miniseries two nights or are you saying roots I mean two a nights. week of prince
2: two two three nights <sighs> you could do okay, two maybe two you nights. could do two hours and in the first two hours with him getting signed no, the, no. that whole not
1: unless you know the scene. whole scene dude the, the scene is the scene but i don't know if there's
2: really the story oh, there. oh oh the andre simone oh i disagree completely i don't know man you could do two Full hours of him coming up in that scene and that whole Minneapolis deal. And then, you know, his dad and like all dad, that. Stuff. Yes, I agree. So for two solid hours, I, don't know. I think you could do Prince and then end it with like for you coming out. And then two more hours and then end with like uh you know purple rain. Oh no, 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 no. That's no. 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 See, you're too much.
1: You're you're too close to it. It, it doesn't need to no, no, be no. that
2: long. A I want to see that. But B, I think it's really interesting. Yeah. Like I, he's had this amazingly interesting life and career. He has, but I don't cuz the MTV stuff is before Purple Rain, like him dealing with MTV and in radio and uh, all right. But that's go a in. scene, man. That's a scene.
1: <laughs> it's not any more than that, unless you're going to get into like
2: the problem with if the, Richie Valens can get two hours, and that's a good movie. Like, like I think that's a good you know. Speak, we're speaking to Esau Morales because he's on time. Like Richie <laughs> Valens got a two-hour movie, and that's a good movie. Okay. Yeah. Prince can get six hours. Yeah, okay, but here's the other problem with the Prince
1: story. To me, how
2: much access are you going to have to the real? Oh, well, I'm a, I mean, this is a... this. Uh, we probably should have started here. This is never going to happen. <laughs> I thought we were just talking. <laughs> we are. I thought this kind of, I'm sorry. This is a speculative fiction. I thought it went without saying that we have clearly entered Jimi Hendrix territory. <laughs> oh, my God. This is never going to happen. <laughs> ever, ever, ever going to happen. But if somehow it does happen, that's what we're talking about. Nice. Like, I understand that That I just want to see all the minutia. Mm-hmm. But I think it's it it it's such a fascinating story. It, don't you know let's just keep going because you got like this is actually one of my triggers. Because <laughs> you and your triggers. No, 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 because I think Prince, it's like Prince, Michael Jackson, Madonna. Who else would I throw in this? Like, like I'm thinking of the icons who were at ground zero of the MTV moment. Oh, okay. And who were, who, and by ground zero, like, they had, like like, I think there were people that MTV created, mm-hmm. and then there were people who kind of had the musical chops there whether we're talking about you know Madonna coming out of that scene, Michael Jackson, obviously, with, with his background, or Prince, you know, by the time they start playing some of them 1999 singles,
0: mm-hmm.
2: like 1999 is like, what, it's like For You, Prince, Controversy, like he's had like three albums by the time he gets to 1999, and we ain't got to Purple Rain yet. Like I'm saying, he had a whole... Fascinating story before you even get to Purple Rain. Yeah, like I legitimately hear you. fascinating, not just you know, oh, I want to, you know, music nerdy. Like it's just, you know, just really, really interesting. And then the thing about him and Michael Jackson, and we really do have to move on because you see, you, I, I'll, keep... <laughs> yes, you that right intersection off. of race with MTV is an amazing story. Mm. That frankly has not really been told, and I think we're just getting to the point where where we're people are ready to tell it mm-hmm. and I think Prince is right there but but go ahead all right but just we love a prince movie, like i said i i, I look look. <laughs> I see. I, was supposed, I see. I'm about to tell you to order some wings <laughs> and we're gonna sit here and we're gonna talk about the Prince movie. But well,
1: go ahead. We about to talk about Prince. Yes. I see. Okay, okay, Vince. All right. I'm I'm not mad at you, dude. I mean, am not mad at you at all. Um what else did we have happening here? Hey, you know, remember back in February? Okay. Uh and actually this was February of twenty eighteen. Uh uh. When we did a live Micheaux Mission review on Facebook. I do. Panther. I do remember that. Well, it appears that Alan Anthony Hey, Alan. uh, Actually just watched that video. Oh, okay. As well as so did Carrie Fonville. Hey, Carrie. And Carrie Fonville said, I just listened to this on podcast. I thoroughly enjoyed your breakdown of Black Panther and we'll be going to see it a fourth time. I know that's right. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Alan Anthony said uh, at 13 minutes and 40 seconds there just went Vince's prophecy powers activated because Ruth Carter got the Oscar. There you
2: go. And we'll be talking about Ruth Carter tonight.
1: And he mentions that man I love the ability you both have to artfully and expertly express yourselves you take this game to another level oh thank you appreciate that thank you Anthony yeah Yeah, it's very nice of you it's always nice to be appreciated for the stuff always okay let's see what people have been um, talking about in our Facebook group okay there's a bunch of stuff in here that um, really we should have covered on Spock adjacent Uh, (laughs) I guess I just wasn't looking at that point um uh, speaking of Spock and Jason, I will I will look at one thing though. However, uh, that um, Seneca Martin Green, is on Essence magazine's cover.
2: Yes, she is.
1: Thank you. Anyway, continuing yes, on. she is. That, that, that's that's all I'm going to say about that. That's enough to say. Uh, let's see here. Uh, about our review of Black Girl from last week.
2: Black. Girl. Actually, that's the Lenny Kravitz song I'm singing. That's not the um, <laughs> the, the soundtrack. The no. yeah. Azor uh, Risbrook. Hey, what's up, Azor? Says, I remember
1: really enjoying this movie when I first saw it. So rare to find a movie of that era or any era concerned with the day-to-day lives of black girls and women.
2: Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And, and as we talked about, that was, and the playwright just slipped my mind. But she said that... J.E. Franklin. Yeah, J.E. Franklin very much said that was her purpose.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I appreciate that. You you uh, bigged up your boy, uh, Issei Morales, who will be joining yes, the sir. DC Universe.
2: Yes, sir. As Deathstroke. Richie! <laughs> yes, sir. Issa Morales makes everything better.
1: I guess you're, you're happy
2: about this. Though. I am happy about that. <laughs> you know, I've not really watched the team, the Titans. I hear it's very, you know, I hear it's good, but I just haven't watched it yet. But boy, now Issa Morales is in there. I'm so a- now you've got all the reasons. Now I'm just going to try and catch up.
1: I do like Issa Morales. I I like him a great deal. So, uh, um, I I'm looking forward to his interpretation of Deathstroke. I like them making Deathstroke a little ethnic.
2: Yeah, yeah, I do like
1: that. Yeah. So I'm I'm all all aboard for that. Um, good. Good on them. Let's see. What else did people put in here? Um, It appears that I believe today or yesterday was uh, Vanessa Williams' birthday.
2: Happy birthday, Vanessa L.
1: Williams. Yes, congratulations. And... Issa Rae and Lakeith Stanfield have added a new film project to their busy to-do list. They will star in The Photograph directed by Stella uh, McKee and produced by Will Packer. This movie is being set up at Universal and is described as a romantic drama that will center on intertwining love stories in the past and present.
2: I am, You know, I have not seen a choice that Issa Rae or LaKeith Stanfield have made that I haven't respected. Mm. Like LaKeith Stanfield was in that Death Note adaptation that was on Netflix and it wasn't that good.
1: I heard it wasn't good but I heard he was the best thing.
2: And I like I liked his instincts. Like I liked the fact that he took that role. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to I'm not the like Will Packer is a name that oftentimes gives gives me pause. When he's attached, to why things. do I know that name? I mean, he's he makes those sort of middle of the road black movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, like you know, it's like if Terrence J is in it. Oh, Will Packer oftentimes is involved, and in, you know, not bad.
1: <laughs> you and Terrence J, Terrence J is always the first name.
2: I, I mean, because about. I mean, that's you know, you know, just those sort of middle <laughs> of the roady kind of. You know, like Essence Atkins might be in it. Like one of them movies. Well, let's see. He's produced But he's producing it. So he produced,
1: he's, I'm I'm looking at his IMDB. So I'm I'm interested to see what he what he has put his uh, finger to. Now, you're coming at the dude, but I'm looking here. He was a producer on uh Takers. Three can play the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Um <laughs> Right along, uh huh, yeah. About last night, uh-huh. uh huh. Think like a man too, uh
2: huh. Yeah, right. I was about to say he's like think like a man, uh huh. He was executive. I actually pro- really like about last night though.
1: He's an executive producer on uh, Straight Outta Compton. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's a producer on Girls Trip. He's also a producer on What Men Want. Yeah. So,
2: <laughs> like I said, he gives me pause. <laughs> And let's be clear, Girls Trip was a million times better than it should have been. Fair enough. True.
1: Point. And he's also, um, he obviously uh, likes working with Issa Rae because he is a producer on Little. On Little, Little.
2: yeah, which, you know, like I said, I'm I'm putting my $10 on Little. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, Little's going to be the, that's the hit.
1: Uh, Romero Manuel, hey, what's up, Romero? Had a Twitter note for you, Vince. Okay. Hey, Vince. Yes, Romero. For your information. Uh oh. One of Anika Noni Rose's.
2: Mm, Lord have mercy.
1: Favorite singers.
2: Oh Lord. Is
0: is it- legacy. <laughs>
2: Well, a true sign (laughs) of a connection between people Mm -hmm. is that when it's strong enough Ah. that you can disagree about things. Ah, there you go. There you go. My wife loves shrimp. Mm -hmm. I'm ambivalent about shrimp. Who's ambivalent about shrimp? This guy. Really? I really am
1: but shrimp is so shrimp is like chicken it can be cooked in so many delicious ways that's alright I'm not uh, I'm not a big shrimp
2: guy but you like shrimp I mean again you will not turned down shrimp I have is there something else being offered like I want to know what else is being offered like what's my options that's why I said I'm ambivalent really like what's, what's what else is being offered <laughs> but shrimp <laughs> I mean, if shrimp is what's being offered. It's fried
1: shrimp or shrimp scampi.
2: Yes. That's I, what's being offered. I mean <laughs> You're gonna make a peanut butter jelly I now? guess I'll eat the scampi, but like you just offered me shrimp twice. <laughs> wow. I, I I don't know many people. Unless I know. Unless that you can't eat seafood, right. I don't know
1: too many people that don't I, like look, shrimp.
2: Look, I, look, I didn't say I don't like shrimp. Said I'm ambivalent about shrimp. Okay, see, but again, th- the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is is, is ambivalence.
1: Ambivalence, or, you know. So are you also equally ambivalent about lettucey? Because you didn't sound ambivalent about lettuce, lettuce-, lettuce- <laughs> two shows ago. <laughs> that was not ambivalent. Right, right. That wasn't coming
2: indiv- from the- <laughs> right. Right. The lettuce is about to be my last dragon
1: lettuce. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you don't sound ambivalent about uh,
2: it. You know. <laughs> Like, would I listen to see if, like, the option was silence? Well, it depends on what see song it is. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm not going to let you do this to yourself, Fitz. <laughs> In the name of all that is holy and— You know a see song I like? The remake of the Aretha Franklin song, One Step, which was an unreleased Aretha Franklin song, but the only reason you know it is because that's what they sampled from Miss Fat Booty. Oh, the okay. most deaf song. Right. And she remade it, but it was like informed mm-hmm. by that because it's got like that 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 beat underneath it. Right. And it's nice. And that's my legacy joint right there. I know. I can't afford to stop. Oh, this wrong one. I did want out of you. but then I started thinking about most deaf.
1: And that gets you through the rest yeah. of
2: the Yeah
1: it's interesting That's a, Okay
2: Well we're gonna move away from there But if Anika Noni Rose likes Lettucey I could probably be Persuaded Persuaded to listen to Lettucey
1: <laughs> oh,
0: I, swear to God,
1: I hope I am able to get her on the show <laughs> I hope I I just wanna get her on the show Just to watch your face She's just so talented She's a very talented She can do everything she's, she's
2: She sings She acts She's funny she's, she's, she's gifted She's a talent she should have been in What's Love Got to Do With It.
1: I don't think she was old enough.
2: I'm just saying, the way they was collecting people in What's Love like Sneak Martin Green should have been in What's Love Got to Do like I know you're gonna get to What's Love Got to Do With It was just a cavalcade of blockbusters. It's like dag. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, all right. So I guess that's all pretty much all the feedback that we've gotten from each and every one of you. We thank all of you.
2: Absolutely
1: that writes us that uh, keeps us informed on things let's get into what's love got to do with it let's get into what's love got to do with it we'll be right back with our movie review after we step to these messages
0: And blues mm-hmm.
2: All she ever had was her voice and her dreams. Your mama had to go away for a
0: while. When is she coming back to get me?
2: She ain't, honey. She just ain't. All she ever wanted was a chance to make her dreams come true.
0: Every woman in here wanna sing with Ike's band. Oh, please don't leave me, baby. That girl can sing. Girl, you shocked the hell out of me. <laughs> you say you want me to be his new singer. Watch yourself. You know what they say about ice. Yes, too. I think it's gonna work out fine. It's gonna work out fine. Priceless, girl. Priceless. She priceless, alright. She ain't seen a dime of it yet.
1: Everyone who's come up with me has left me.
0: I wouldn't do that. I want the problem is I'm trying to help, Ike. All right. You trying to help, Ike? You got yourself a good man. You just keep him happy.
2: One, two, three, four. She had given him everything he wanted.
0: You get in this car, Get in car. You, you, in the you car. can't keep hiding black eyes from us. I just can't walk out.
2: She never stopped believing things would change. I just need a rest. She's quite ill, And I'm not releasing her for at least another three weeks. Oh no 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 no! no. I need you to get out on that stage right now. Do a dead
0: woman if you, stay. you can't get away from me, hey, and I'm in here.
2: But if she ever wanted to find her dreams,
0: when you can see yourself clearly, your life will change.
2: She had to start believing in herself. That's
0: we'll me. You want nothing without me and you ain't going to be nothing without me. I'll give it all up. Just release the claim on my name. It means you're going to walk out of here with absolutely nothing. Except my name.
2: Touchstone Pictures presents the story of a remarkable woman who refused to give up.
0: I'm ready. I'm ready and I know what I want. Ah!
2: What's Love Got to Do With It, a 1993 drama based on the life of the legendary soul singer, Tina Turner. Born, Anna Mae Bullock discovers her love of singing in her Tennessee church choir. She moves to St. Louis to pursue a career, and there she meets the charismatic Ike Turner, who rechristens her Tina and offers to help her succeed. As a music team, Ike and Tina take the charts by storm, but as his physical abuse worsens, Tina has to make the tough decision to leave Ike and set out on her own. 1993's What's Love Got to Do With It, directed by Brian Gibson, starring Angela Bassett as Tina Turner and Lawrence Fishburne as Ike Turner, with a fair number of supporting actors throughout, including Vanessa Bell Calloway, Chi McBride, Phyllis Stickney, Jennifer Lewis, was the choice of Lynn Webb on this stop. What say you, Lynn, of what's love got to do with it? First of all,
1: uh, I'm going to make a declarative statement right now at the top of my review. And it came to me about halfway through watching this film over again today. I love this movie. Mm. This is like easily one of my favorite biopics
0: mm-hmm.
1: ever. And the reason is there is not a dull moment in this movie. This movie moves at a, a good pace uh, it's clear cut storytelling it doesn't try to be too fancy to get ahead of itself or to throw in a whole lot of histrionics or crazy du- you know the director's not showing off in any type of way he's just uh, steadfastly telling the story but it's not Tina Turner the cliff notes there is enough because of the the talent of the actors as well as the script that there is um uh, uh th- there is a story here not just you know by the beats okay now Tina did this now Tina did that and Ike did this and Ike did that there is a real motivation behind each and every one of the characters Uh, starting off with Tina Turner as a young girl, young girl singing in church I don't know I've never heard of kicking a little girl out of the church because she just sings too much this is a tough church I mean lord maybe it's make her sit in the back if she's overpowering what is obviously a weak choir but to actually kick her out no no lord for you today just throw her out of the church seems a little harsh you too loud
2: for jesus you know what i mean
1: go talk to god on your own um that seems kind of harsh, but for her to then come home and basically seeing her family move away from her, yeah, leave her, I thought was like real, like, and I thought I liked the the way that it was done because it was shown from her point of view, mm-hmm. you know, from afar, and her being having to take that all in and and process that. I really liked it. I actually could have stayed with. Uh, you know, Anna mm-hmm. at that age, right? Right, a, a little longer, maybe even seeing her like maybe a little, uh, uh, um, like toddler age or maybe like a grown up a little bit more, you know, as she goes off to live with, I believe, her grandmother or her aunt. I'm not exactly sure,
2: right? Right, I think it was her uh, grandmother,
1: right? Um, but so I, no, actually, uh, yeah, yeah, with her grandmother. Um, so I actually could have stayed there a little bit more, but you know, we cut to her and it's because you know they've got a finite amount of time so you cut to her as a teenager coming back to reunite with her mother and her sister uh as a teenager and now she's Angela Bassett who you know besides you know her olympic arms yes does a fair job playing a teenager Right, you right, know, with right. the, all the giddiness in her eyes, you know, right. this is not Diana Ross. This is an actress. Oh, I was about to say, this, That's this, this not is not really act, fair.
2: An act, well, I mean, is it's Angela Bassett.
1: Okay, okay, but Angela Bassett was not nineteen when she did this. Okay, but she pulls it off. Oh yes, you know what I mean. Um, so I, I just, I just really enjoyed. I, I, I enjoy, so when it, it when it gets there. I'm like I'm you know all right, all right that that was a little rush for me, but other than that, I'm there for the ride. Angela Bassett carries you through this film until you. She's joined by Lawrence Fishburne mm-hmm. as Ike Turner, and then the two of them just pop mm-hmm. off the screen. You cannot take your eyes off of either one of them in this movie, which is it's telling that both of them were nominated for for Oscars um, because. And in lead roles because they both own this movie. Lawrence, Fish, Lawrence Fishburne owns this role of Ike Turner with all of the charm that Ike must have exuded mm-hmm. as well as the menace. Um, but uh, this story does give you a little bit of motivation for Ike. Yes. For how why he feels the way that is... He does this fear he has of people leaving his life, much like his father did when he was a young kid. Um, and then leading to, and this is a story that you've heard his as oldest as time in rock and roll, you know, yep. the, the black man behind the scenes building up these stars and then them leaving, going somewhere. And that's what it, uh, has happened to Lawrence at, at the, the Ike Turner, throughout his career. And he, and he, and unfortunately, he internalizes all of that and takes it out on you know Tina Turner or anime, right? Uh, but all of that is in the movie, and it doesn't hit you over the head with it, but enough of it is there so that you 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 process it, and it's always in the back of your back of your mind. Does it make create a whole lot of sense that you know she takes the the abuse that she does, it doesn't until you get into the mindset that these are two people who have both struggled with people leaving their lives, right? And not wanting to, and neither one of them wanting to uh, do that to the other. Really, um, she, and you know, puts up with some stuff. He exacts out vengeance in in, in a way. But there is still weirdly there is affection for one another there. You know, there is there are the scenes where you know, he is a charming guy that sweeps her off her feet. There are the scenes where she comes and picks him up off the studio floor, you know, to, to, to put him in bed. Um, there, there is all of that, and it's a very complicated relationship that they have. It, does some of it lead, it lend itself to melodrama? Sure, but I think the acting pulls away from that, you know, and mm-hmm. and where it could have gotten a little maudlin or gone over the top, they keep it a little. Their acting keeps it a little bit more grounded, so. It doesn't get away from them, and that's all to the betterment of the film. Like I say, Brian Gibson's direction, he's not changed, he's not changing the world of directing, but he, neither is he getting in the way. Right. He's he's setting you up, got interesting staging going on there, and then letting you go. You know, there's a smart move of the of the film to kind of take all of the people that were. In the band, as from the from the Iketts, the the group singer the background singers to his road dogs and and the people in the band, and kind of amalgamating them all into the two characters of Jackie
0: mm-hmm. as
1: kind of like the lead i who would be be Tina Turner's friend right and Frost played by Dol- played by Vanessa Dol- Bell Calloway and Frost played by Che McBride, yeah, who basically is you know. Ike Turner's right hand man, right, and they become kind of like, to a degree, their con the conscience of Tina Turner and Ike and Ike Turner, right. To a degree, um, but I think that was smart because to have too many voices there would have just confused things and, and muddled up what you had. Right. So it gave you just you know a lean group of. Characters to follow, right. you know, while still giving you enough, still having enough room to for for excuse me for Tina Turner's family, her mother and her sister, right to be felt in the movie as well. Absolutely. Before the sh- for the short time that they're there, their presence is felt, mm-hmm. you know, and also a little bit of their motivations, right. you know. Uh, you f- you feel her mother, you know, um why she too is a little bit charmed by Ike, you right. know, because of what she's kind of gone through. Um the sister not so much. Um th- th- there was a, a, something about the something about her sister's role in here that kind of like confused me a little bit but I'll talk about that in a little bit Um, but overall this is just like just a really strong movie strong performances by Angela Bassett, Lawrence Fitzburn, equally strong performances by Vanessa Bell Calloway Um, Chi McBride, you know, he's always like a steady hand. He's not doing any heavy lifting in this movie, but he, but he's rock, he's rock on. Jennifer Lewis, Jennifer Lewis is always just, just icing on the cake in anything that she does. Right. Um, and her story, in regards to the backstory of this movie, is very fascinating. Yeah. Um, and once you know it, it 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 can change some things for you. Uh, Phyllis Stickney yes lord stand out again you know like why did this woman not become a huge star i I do not understand look look i do not understand somewhere out there there's a script for phyllis stickney and 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 tisha campbell that they just need to run away with
2: Uh, um the world's biggest phyllis stickney fan right here
1: man oh man uh there is, there is absolutely for me nothing not to like about this film and right now I'm just going on about the film I'm not even touching on how this film makes you appreciate
0: mm-hmm.
1: the story the talent the fortitude and the um the career of the actual Tina Turner right and what she made of herself right in her 40s 44 to have the come around yeah. and to become a bigger star absolutely than she was before yeah absolutely speaks enormous of that woman's talent and 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 magnetism yeah. and all of that, even that at the end, when she like just radiates for those few minutes on the screen at the yeah. end,
2: you're like, wow, you is just one bad ass woman. And you're, and, and you actually share the joy. Yes. In that she has gotten to this place. Mm-hmm. You know, I, um, <clears throat> I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I, I will. I will say this: this is a film that I don't think I have watched. Like I mentioned, my wife doesn't really do it, so I haven't. Like I don't know if I've watched this movie in over a decade. It's a much more subtle film than I remember. Mm-hmm. It's a much more subtle film. You, you know, sort of speaking to a couple of things that you point out. I give. Brian Gibson and the script so much credit right that would be uh, Kate, Kate Lanier yeah for, for, for resisting the instinct to basically turn this into a two person film about Ike Turner's abuse of Tina Turner mm-hmm. I think it is much more sympathetic to Ike Turner than I remembered. Okay, you know I think when we talk about Ike and Tina Turner, you know obviously we focus on the abuse. We should focus on the abuse, but I agree with you. Like I really was surprised by the the subtle ways that this film spoke to the frustrations that Ike Turner felt the 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 the, the sort of um. The challenges that he faced mm-hmm. as as this black man. and and, you know, as somebody who's a music fan and knows a, a little bit about Ike Turner's story, I had forgotten that so much of it was incorporated into In this, this right. script. I think Jennifer Lewis is fantastic as Tina Turner's mother and And I think that the little bit of the relate you're talking about, you could have seen more of Anna Mae. I could have watched more of the dynamic between Tina Turner, her sister, Aline, their mother, Zelma, and the daughter that was left and the daughter that was taken. Yeah. yeah. In two or three very quick scenes, these three actresses, Phyllis Stickney, Angela Bassett, Jennifer Lewis, and this wonderful script lay out all of this wonderful, complicated emotion that they have. And, you know, while I will say that Phyllis Stickney's character doesn't have as much interaction with Tina Turner Mm -hmm. to establish their relationship, I thought that they did a great job showing this unorthodox mother-daughter relationship between Jennifer Lewis and Phyllis Stickney's character. Angela Bassett as Tina Turner. You know, I think there is a fine line between mimicry and showing your prowess as an actor. Mm-hmm. And when you have these people who portray folks that that we are we are you, you know sort of aware of. Mm-hmm there are not many performances that I think transcend and it, they're acting and it's not just mimicry. Obviously Denzel Washington and Malcolm X always comes up. I think uh, we we mentioned it a, a few, like a month or so ago when we were talking about Jeffrey Wright. Oh yeah. As, as Dr. Martin Luther King. I think Angela Bassett does an amazing job Capturing this Tina Turner ness, mm-hmm. if you will, like there is this sort of gravel in in the way she moves, and 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 is 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 that kind of uh, Tina Turner role that she kind of has? Mm-hmm. That it's 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 sensual, but it's also really tough. Mm-hmm. Like this is not a shrinking violet of a woman, and and Angela Bass is. Mean, Lawrence Fishburne, just like you said, I I think you completely understand how Ike Turner pulls you in. Yeah. I think the nature of the abuse, they could have spent more time on the psychological part of it.
1: Yeah, fair, fair.
2: But having said that, again, they spent more time than I remembered. Mm Mm-hmm. So that you, you know, much like you, I, I, you know, this is a fantastic film, and more importantly, I think it ages really well. Yeah, you, you it know, it does, I, you're I, right. You know, I think there are films from this era. You know, we we talked about, um, well, we we, we will talk about, you know, like the color purple and 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 you you know all jokes aside you know driving miss daisy or or you know there are films from that kind of early 90s late 80s moment mm-hmm. that they don't really transcend time as film mm-hmm. like you know we watch them now they're classics but to watch them cold mm-hmm. I don't know how many of them you, you know you know I, I hate to come back to this word again but just have this level of subtlety Mm-hmm. And this does, and and you know, again, I'm, I was I was surprised. Yeah, I, I was surprised, which which you know is a testament to everyone involved in it. The end. This is a great movie. There's another thing that this film smartly does. Um, it's a
1: time capsule. It definitely puts you in the time, mm-hmm. right? Uh, when you when you read about the film, they for the most part get things correct as far as, as far as accuracy accuracy, but some of the years are off a little bit. Yeah. You yeah. know, because you know, you you're moving some things around just for story's sake. Sure. For the most part, things are spot on. But it 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 takes you and it does put you in that time. You feel like you're in the sixties. Right. right. You feel like you're in the
2: early sixties. Part of it, you know, just to interject real quick, is the costumes. Yes. Shout out to Ruth Carter. Mm-hmm. Spot on. Yeah. Spot on.
1: Um, but another thing to, but that notwithstanding, I think, especially since this film, films that have tried to replicate this the feel mm-hmm. of this movie one of the things that they do in trying to put you in that place is they try to you know uh cast people in in uh the roles of celebrities of the day. Right. So you know if you're doing let's say the temptation story then you maybe have Diana Ross walk in. Right. Right. Or all of a sudden you see the OJs leave the stage and then the temptations come right, on. Right. You know right, think, right, things right. like that. This Spoky movie is like eating a waffle. Right. right. This movie doesn't do that. Right outside of seeing Otis Redding and Martha and Vandellas on the placard, right, you don't see anyone else. Right, I mean Phil Spector. Well, I mean you see Phil Spector, yeah. and but and you can't you can't you have to see Phil Spector because of his role in their career.
2: Exactly. So
1: you have to see him, but the you there's. They don't use, you know, like, oh my God, there's Johnny Carson, right, right, as a way right. of like, you know, yeah. like we're back situating that it, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I thought, and I, and I like that, and I think that films since that, since this time, fall into that trap, and it's nice to see that you know, it, it's a trap that they didn't get from this movie, right. This movie is, it's all about the costuming, it's all about the stage direction, it's all about the the. You know,
2: the talent of Ruth Carter being on on screen. Well, I think a lot of it is also, again, back to this is a surprisingly sympathetic film towards Ike Turner. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that also has to do with the fact that the Ike and Tina Turner review weren't in the same places. As a lot of, of these people. I mean, you know, let's you know, let's be very clear. Ike Turner was a monster. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Brand new conversation. Ike Turner never got his due. As a as, as a musician, musician, as an I mean, a, I mean look look, he invented rock and roll. Like Ike Turner invented rock and roll full stop. Look up Rocket 88. Like, this is not. And so for Ike Turner who is watching these people transcend and go by him. Mm-hmm. I think part of that is that, you know, you can't have him sharing a space with, you know, I don't, you know, by the time you get to the seventies, you, you know, uh, Led Zeppelin or, right. or, 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 you know, Stevie wonder, cause he wasn't on the stage with them. Yeah. And I think, And I'm going to say they did it deliberately because, again, I think this is a very smart script and this is a director who made very smart choices. It isolates him Mm -hmm. so that these are not his contemporaries. Mm -hmm. These are not who he rolls with. Like, it's Ike and he's created this kind of world around him and then he takes out his frustrations by physically and mentally abusing his wife. Right. So... I think that's also part of why you don't see him hobnobbing mm-hmm. with Johnny Carson. Yeah, because well, he didn't. True, true that, true that. Um, I mean,
1: Tina Turner herself, mm-hmm. the 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 talent that she is, is. Really, really just a, a, a transcendent person. She is. In music history. She is. And I think that this film gives you a really good idea of why. Because she, I mean, and maybe, the, I don't think this is heresy to say, but some people might say it is. I think the 60s into the 70s. There may not be a more um, transformational artist, black artist, than Aretha Franklin and Tina Turner.
2: And Aretha Franklin basically kept building Mm -hmm. off of what came before. Right. Like even Aretha's 80s work obviously is different than, than the classic Atlantic. Period stuff but it builds on that foundation but 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 like you said tina turner actually separated herself from this material that made her career and began something brand new brand new which
1: is
2: is it it is amazingly admirable Mm -hmm. you know when you think about how she did it and and like you said I would venture to say that you, she almost has two distinct fan bases. She does, you know. She very much does. She so very much does. For her to pull that off as a black woman, as a black woman who, you know, as far as industry standards, was old, mm-hmm. is is remarkable. Yeah, is nothing short of remarkable.
1: Yeah, who gets a second career at forty-four? And, and rocks it for at least another 20 years. And
2: not for nothing, we were just talking before we started, smack dab in the midst of the MTV era. That's true. Yeah, right. Like right. When it's all about the, the, the right. image and youth. and Like we've mentioned before, MTV decimated soul music. Yep. Because you had all of these artists in their 30s. Mm-hmm. Who couldn't adapt? Mm -hmm. And here you have a woman, forty-four years old, starts a brand new career with brand new material in a brand new genre, basically. Mm -hmm. Forty-four years old, and she becomes Tina Turner. Yeah, it's amazing.
1: Absolutely, absolutely amazing, and and not talked about enough for me. Okay, I mean, I just, I just feel that you know um well i mean she's certainly a woman that has gotten her accolades she's right she, and, and and she's also a woman who for not for nothing and for her own reasons um you know
2: butters her bread over in europe i, was, I get the sense that that tina turner has been way more sort of um concerned with her own peace yeah and and that doesn't necessarily include chase not not chasing but but you know making sure you get the accolades as an iconic figure in this mm-hmm. that and the other right. that you know some of her contemporaries are like you know she has her husband you know she's in Europe she's in like Switzerland yeah because I think she renounced her US citizenship Oh, did she? I was I'm pretty sure, sure she renounced her. So you know, living her life and in, in, in peace, and and and
1: she's absolutely earned it. And, and if you don't think she's earned it, just watch this movie. Right, right. Man, oh man, she. It, it, if you know, there's been talk from both of them, Ike and Tina, actually, right. That the movie they felt because the movie is based on her book. Yes, um, and they and. I Tina. That she wrote with, I didn't know that she wrote that with Kurt Loder from yes. from the, speaking of MTV, you know, noted MTV reporter. And both her and Ike have talked about how they thought the the movie, you know, maybe stretched some things, took the, some liberties that they wouldn't have
2: necessarily taken. Right. Everyone agrees that that amazingly graphic rape scene was fictionalized.
1: Yes. It was fictionalized, but
2: it was based on on, on, on writings on, and, and on the sexual assault that she alludes to in and, her book. And, and and sort of dealt with the entire time. Like she talked about in in writings fairly recently.
1: Right, because she wrote another book. Wrote right, another that,
2: book. that he took her to some type of graphic sex show mm-hmm. when they were in Tijuana and got married. Mm-hmm. And there was sexual assault on their wedding night. Right, so you know, while that particular instance was fictionalized, as you said, it's not because there weren't lots and lots of other instances right, yeah,
1: right so so they said that they there were liberties taken, I mean and not liberties on the violence, right, and the violence is really hard to there there's a scene um when Ike you know is like stalking her literally and she falls over the couch. Yeah. And then you see you don't see her, but you see him, you know, throwing his fist in her into her
2: two times. That is a scene that is very hard to take. You know how graphic the violence is in this film? Because is the other thing that I notice. It's a two hour film. There is no on screen violence for half of the film. Yeah. The first time you see him hit her, one full hour has passed mm-hmm and then there are only th- and, and you know it feels it, it feels dirty even using the word only but there were only three scenes of violence there's three? that first scene it's that the scene that i talked no that's not. the scene you're t- i think yeah when he drags her into the bedroom okay there's you there's that really graphic rape scene
1: okay which and is in th- the studio
2: and then there's the scene that starts in the limo no there's not there's, vi- there's violence in the diner. No, no, no. He hits... When he hits... I'm sorry. Violence between he and Tina. Okay. He hits Vanessa Bell Calloway right. in the diner. And and Vanessa Bell Calloway... No, it only takes once. Oh, yeah. You only get to hit me once. Yes. And then she leaves. I'm talking about the violence between him and Tina. Tina. And when you think about how we think about this film, mm-hmm. you really do think it comes on and it's just two hours. Right. Like, you think it's, you know... Precious or something, but it's but because those scenes are so graphic Mm -hmm. and they're shot so well. Mm -hmm. Again, it feels weird talking about the craft of these scenes, but but I mean, they're really well done scenes, yeah. So that they do evoke these emotions, and 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 they're a lot, but that that kind of threw me like I kept waiting and waiting and waiting, and then like a whole hour had passed, yeah. But you still get the sense that that – like, Lawrence Fishburne is so – there's this wonderful scene where, you know, as, as you may have, you know, Lawrence – Ike Turner is always super jealous of Tina Turner oh yeah and, and the attention she gets. And there's this scene where a reporter is interviewing them, mm-hmm. but Tina is talking, and you can tell that the reporter is more interested in – And speaking to Tina Turner, and Ike's just sitting next to her, and what you silent with sunglasses on.
1: And what you miss, what you what you miss if you haven't seen the film, is that the reporter is talking to them. You don't see the reporter, right? Tina is sitting at like the the table, looking in the mirror. So she's only she's seeing the the reporter behind her because she's looking in the mirror doing her makeup. Ike is sitting next to her. He's looking towards the reporter. Right. So the reporter is literally talking past Ike, who's looking him in the eye. Yes. Through sunglasses, but looking at him through the eye to talk to Tina in the mirror. Right. And Tina's trying to direct
2: him as much as she can. Because she's visibly shaken. Yes. By all of the, and by what's going on. And again, this is a point in the film. Where we haven't seen violence, mm-hmm. but it's percolating. But it's right. It's there. right there. Yeah, it's so well done. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And then there's a the other scene is where Tina is on stage in full shimmy, uh, captivating the crowd. Oh yeah, to the point where they are chanting her
2: name. Yeah, and
1: only her name. Yeah, and even when she turns it to Ike, because it is still the Ike Turner and. It's review, a
2: Iitan-tour review. And
1: goes to his hand so that he can get some shine. And they are still chanting
2: Tina. And he steps back into he the shadow. He steps back
1: into the shadow.
2: Oh. And thus the demon is born. Right, right. And again, there's absolutely no justification for the physical abuse that she had to endure mm-hmm. at all. No. But the film very subtly builds the case that this monster did not come from nowhere. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You know where you do see like 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 you know I mentioned Phil Spector and Phil Spector famously recruited Tina Turner to um to uh, sing it's on so, um, on um anyway and the way he goes about it is so dirty and so disrespectful. The way that Phil Spector goes The way about Phil it? Spector goes about it uh, was it? it's real that's real it was real disrespectful uh, the way he did that. Was it? I mean, it's the Ike and Tina Turner Review. Everybody knows Ike is the musical leader. River Deep Mountain High. Yeah, River Deep Mountain High. And for him to try to circumvent Ike was mad disrespectful. And, you know, as we all found out, Phil Spector had his own stuff, too. He did. Like, it was definitely a move he was trying to pull. Okay, fair enough. And you get the sense, again, from the film, even if you don't know anything about Ike Turner's history, you get the sense that this is an ongoing theme in their career.
1: Well, certainly something that has played before in Ike's Turner, Ike's
2: career before Tina. Right. But even with when he when Tina jo- joins the review. Okay, I think this happens again and again, and and you know I'm just going to keep saying it. I was surprised that this was an element in this film. Okay, and, and to the degree that it to was, to the degree that it was,
1: we touched on her before. Let's but let's throw some some shine, some true shine to uh, Vanessa Bell Calloway. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, who. You know uh again, does Yeoman work in if only if only for just that one scene, you know the famous you know cake scene, but it's just a really just a steady force in this movie yeah. the, just a steady presence in this movie
2: she she's a great actress yeah you talk about that scene there's a scene where Tina goes to visit her mm-hmm. and and they sort of are joking and the two of them are imitating Ike Turner. Yeah. And it's warm, and then it's funny, and then it becomes sad. And it's such a well-played scene between the two of them. Yes, it was. And, you know, we kind of joked, and you and I were joking before we turned the mic on, it really is a parade of wonderful actresses. Mm-hmm. Like, only for, a, you know, Penny Johnson has a a scene Two maybe two maybe Z's. two where she plays Ike's wife right before or I his I, common law wife common law wife before Be, before the, Tina, right. she's fantastic yeah Candy Alexander yes plays one of the Ikeets yeah. she's great she's great and, and it's actually striking that she stays, like she's throughout right, the film throughout the film, you know we mentioned Chi McBride who is just this wonderful. Steady force mm-hmm. when he's in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, I, I can't, like, I loved Jennifer Lewis yes. in this movie. Like, I absolutely loved her character, and I loved Jennifer Lewis the way she played her. And, you know, as we mentioned, Jennifer Lewis actually went out for this role. Yeah. And ended up, you know, being cast as her mother, which, you know, she says now she's the mother of black Hollywood. And this is one of several films where she plays the mother of someone that she's not that much older than. Yeah. And, like, and, and you know what? She was two years old in Angela Bassett, and I
1: never, I, n- I never knew that yeah. before having, you know, to now on, on the mission, you learn yeah. these things, and uh, I've always had respect for Jennifer Lewis. I've always loved Angela Bassett in this, in this role, yeah. and I thought she did yeoman work and was deserving of it. But once you hear that, it's hard. It was hard. it, it, it stayed with me, because Jennifer Lewis. Also, more resembles Tina Turner, sure, than Angela Bassett. And knowing the chops that Jennifer has as an actress as well as a singer, it's hard for me to like now. I'm like, wow, what would Jennifer Lewis have done in this role? What would Jennifer
2: Lewis have done with this role?
1: You know, I mean. I kind of want to, you know, I want to see there's it. There's a
2: wonderful parallel universe where it happened. I mean, we we talk one of our early episodes about that great made-for-TV movie, Jackie's Back, mm-hmm. where Jennifer Lewis plays a singer, and and I think, yeah, it would have been great.
1: Yeah, man.
2: But but I loved I love this 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 sort of morally relative. Mother that she plays. There you go. That's you, it. Morally you, relative. You know, and I, you know, and I love, you know, I love sexualized mothers. Like I loved how sexy she was.
1: <laughs> I'm and the only one sitting in this house.
2: I'm the only one sitting in this house. And like you said, when that the scene between she and Ike. Mm, oh yes. And and, yeah. and and Ike is talking to her and giving her the money. For the flowers that her his band members walked on, that mm. come to find out they didn't walk on, and it's a seduction. Yep, it's a seduction, and it's it's she great. let the snake in our house. Yeah, but she she also let the snake in her house mm-hmm. because you know I'm the only one in this house sinning. Yes, sir. So
1: I got a little a, a small little nit to pick about this movie, and that is in regards to the sister Aileen, played by Phyllis Stickney. Yes. Love me some Phyllis Stickney. Yes. Um but along the way of the film from the first beginning of the film and well into a little bit into the to the after the halfway point mm-hmm. subtly in the background there are allusions to a relationship between her and Frost. Right. You see them together a right. lot more, Real and more subtly. Yeah. So much so that there's one scene where they're at um the house and I believe either Frost is laying on her lap or she's laying on his lap. Right. You know? So there's allusions to a relationship there. Now, you know that that's not real because, well, you know it's not real if you learn about this movie that Frost is a made-up character, right? But maybe her sister had some kind of relationship with somebody in the in the band. We don't know, but that's never touched on mm-hmm. uh again, especially after the cake scene, right? And I kind of miss that because I. It made sense to me that Tina would bring her sister around to kind of like celebrate, you know, join her in her success a little bit. Right. So her sister um, would would be there often. And if by way of that she starts a relationship with someone there, that kind of made sense to me. But then for her to kind of like leave the scene... Was it? It stood out,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and I don't think it was meant to stand out. Like I said, they're very there. What is alluded there is very much in the background. Right,
2: right, absolutely It's going on in the back. Yeah, but it stood out to me,
1: and maybe it stood out because, if I'm allowed to be a man for just a moment, you know. <laughs> Phyllis Stickney. <laughs>
2: More Phyllis Stickney. <I, laughs> it's always good.
1: Man, look. Look. Again, I'm in man moment, so don't hate me right now, missionaries. But Phyllis Stickney should only be allowed to wear backless dresses. Oh. Because oh. there's a moment where she is tending bar oh. and she turns her back Oh no. that beautiful dark skin oh. sculpture of a back. Oh my lord. And then she starts dancing and she has the nerve Easy. to put her tongue outside Easy. of her mouth.
2: <sighs> I will just say this about Phyllis Stickney. If you've listened to the Michelle Mission Lo these many years, I'm Well documented, a fan of Phyllis Stickney. Part of the reasons that I'm a fan, I was, you know, I joke about Anika Noni Rose, but I am drawn to these performers who have many talents. Yes. Phyllis Stickney, besides being an actress, was also a stand up comedian. I did not know she was a stand up comedian. She was a stand up comedian, and her famous bit, if Phyllis Stickney has a famous bit, she used to have a bit called The Power of the Booty.
1: Are you serious?
2: I'm dead serious. And I will just say that about Phyllis Stickney and Phyllis Stickney's physicality and Phyllis Stickney. But yes, Phyllis Stickney is. Yes. All right. All right. All right. Moving along again and everything I said was just documenting her talent and saying what her bit was like. That was the name of the bit. Yes. So and just leave it there. Yes. So what I'm saying, that's what Phyllis Stickney said. <laughs> I'm quoting Phyllis Stickney. Okay. So like if you I wrote it, it said the power of the booty quotes, and then the in-text citation would say stickney. Yes. And then you would go to my bibliography and go down, it would say stickney, comma Phyllis. Yes. And then where the performance came, I think she may have been on, I think she was on Def Comedy Jam. Wow. And she did that. Yeah. But she was, you know, that was her thing. You would see now her- Now I have to look this up. Because I was, I've always been a fan of Phyllis Stickney. So she would be on stand-up things. And I so, so I watched her do this bit. <laughs> She'd be on stand-up things. Yeah. Well, I mean, you remember like during the 90s, I know. like it was like Comic <laughs> View and Def Comedy Jam and- blackity black comics late at night, <laughs> yes, and yes. Fill it in fear, Phyllis Stickney, and she would come out, and oftentimes she would have on Afrocentric clothing, and mm. and then she would talk about the power of the booty, and okay. then she would go and talk. So I'm just quoting. That's all you're doing. I'm just quoting. You're quoting. This isn't me.
0: Okay.
1: I'm being a man. All right. I'm being this man. Well, I'm quoting, and Phil Stickney,
2: Yes. Yes, we we we.
1: N- now I have to get her on the Michelle mission.
2: That would that would be quite an episode.
1: We may have to make a, a
2: road trip to make it happen, Vince. I,
1: Are I, you up to a road trip? I, I would to record with Phyllis
0: Stickney. I would
2: love to have Ms. Stickney on the Michelle mission because I've been a big fan for decades. All right, all right. I'm have to make this happen. Okay,
1: so. Would you recommend people see what's left? With the you know
2: answer? what? I would recommend people see it. And I'm putting the emphasis on see it. Because I do wonder how many people in 2019 have actually watched this film. Especially uncut. And if they have watched it, when is the last time they watched it? Mm-hmm. Because I do feel like this is a film... That you don't hear people talking about repeated viewings. No. You know, like I've seen... I mean, you know, like I said, we, we talked about, you know, the memes and, you know, Eat the Yeah, Kid well, that's the thing. And the
1: movies now, especially the classic movies... Right. Can, ...are now... Dis- uh, distilled down into right. memes.
2: And I realized, like, we were talking about Black Dynamite a few months ago, like, that whole Michael Jackson, you know, you're sorry, you the sorriest MF, like, that comes from this. Yeah. And i would like, oh, that's where that came from. So, you know, like you said, it's sort of fodder for jokes and this, that, and the other. But this is a really good
1: film. It is, man. How powerful is that scene when she has to cross the, the the expressway to escape Ike, and then go into that uh, hotel, the yeah, Ramada oh yeah.
2: Inn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A, a, a very powerful. And and talking about being loose with the facts, that apparently happened. Right. Like like that's actually accurate. Mm-hmm. So, but but yeah, I would absolutely recommend this film.
1: Yeah, I would I would recommend it as well. I think I think actually there is a an opportunity hmm. for this film to be shown once again in the theater oh and i think you could especially especially in you know the climate of today i think you could have a very interesting conversation about this movie and not and not even the conversation could could go a great many places. It could go towards just the you know, the whole violence of their relationship. Yeah, the I continue to turn a relationship. It can go towards, you know, the conversation of um. You know why is he the man that he is? Why was she the woman that she was right during during that or and the conversation could also go to you know the depiction of this violence against women mm-hmm. and what that maybe you know has begets in in the years to come since this movie was was put out. You know, not for nothing, you watch films of the 30s and 40s and and, and, and into the 70s where it was, you know, it was expected for a man to slap a woman and her, you know,
2: accept it. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. You know it, it's what you did. It's part of the passion of the relationship. Exactly. Yeah. You know. You know you
1: smack them and then you you take them to bed. Yeah. You know. Um. So you know. Th- there's a there's a whole lot to be pulled from this film. You know to throw this back up on the screen and let younger young people, a whole new generation, experience this the way that we did right, in the theater um, yeah I think this is I th- and I also think that this is one of those films that belongs in the vault I think this is like essential black cinema for um, people to own and claim alright yeah alright all right, so what's love got to do with it? And hey, free plug, Vince hates when I do this, but if you got Showtime, hey. it's on Showtime right now. Is Showtime paying us to plug on? Well, I, I think this is a film that people should see. Right. Um, because otherwise, people are going to turn on their cable or whatever, and it's going to be on all cut up on BET or TV1, and they're going to sit down and watch it. Right. And I right. think that this is a film that you should watch uh unedited unfiltered and right now you have an opportunity to do that on Showtime so I'm I'm just putting it out there all right I think it's worthy of that all right all right Uh, okay before we tell you ladies and gentlemen what we're going to be um, doing next week here on the Michelle mission we want to invite you to like and follow us on Instagram and Twitter as well as in Facebook at Micheaux Mission. Email us all of your thoughts and concerns to Mission at gmail.com. You can go to MicheauxMission.com to find all of our shows. They're available there as well as on the Podglomerate Podcast Network of Curated Podcasts just for you. This show is available as a radio show every Saturday at 1 p.m. in an edited form. It's available on Saturdays at 1 p.m. on WPPM 106.5 FM. People Power Media, Philly Cam, here in the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection. And you can wake up with show every Monday morning at 9 a.m. on 91.7 FM WKDU, the voice of Drexel University. And if you want to help, a, help us. Hey, on the podcatcher of your choice, especially if it's iTunes, leave us a ranking and a rating because that helps people find our little show that we bring for all of you. Okie dokie. Thank you very much. Next week on the Michelle Mission, we have a very special guest, noted reporter here in Philadelphia, Denise James, sat down with Vince, sat down with me, And we reviewed The Color Purple. We did. Yes. We are closing out Women's History Month in style, ladies and gentlemen, as we present Whoopi Goldberg in the role that should have won her
2: an Oscar. Yes.
1: Steven Spielberg's The Color Purple, Whoopi Goldberg, Danny Glover, Adolf Caesar, um... Oprah Winfrey Oprah Winfrey oh it's an incredible film and we're going to go in on it and you will not believe what Denise James says is the weak link of this movie I didn't believe it I didn't believe it either you won't believe it trust me when you hear it next week here on the Show mission and then in April ladies and gentlemen april it'll be uh on black Tribbles. we celebrate octavia city we celebrate afrofuturism and in lockstep with you know our brethren on the black Tribbles, the Show mission will be bringing you a month of black sci-fi movies that we will be reviewing yes sir so I, i'm i'm sure vince has some very interesting picks um I, I can't wait to see what he pulls out of his hat and calls it black sci-fi this year. Um, but I have actual black sci-fi for you. Oh, I got some black sci-fi for you. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> I bet you yeah, Yes. Something tells me we'll be watching The Dark Crystal, but I could be wrong. <laughs> All right, until then, ladies and gentlemen, he's Vince, I'm Len, and in parting, we say... We'll see
2: you when it's time to meet again.
0: When I was a little girl